wrestling fans. This is the PWZ Podcast. I am your host, Rick Del Santo, and this week we have a very special guest in No Mercy, Hunter Tarka. Uh, we had a great conversation on his time with Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling and the Battle Academy and starting to work outside of his home of Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling, such as Coliseum Pro Wrestling, winning the heavyweight title there, uh, and then making it to Northeast Wrestling and what that's like, uh, not to mention working with his... Uh, Friends in the Battle Academy, formerly known as the Battle Academy, I should say, uh, Jake Lynn, Lorenzo, and Skyler, uh, so, plus so much more. Uh, speaking of Coliseum Pro Wrestling, there is a couple of matches that were announced Friday night, uh, April 28th, at the Elks Lodge in West Haven, Connecticut, uh, Coliseum premier, uh, returned, excuse me. Uh, so I urge you all to go out and get your tickets. Uh, this, the last show was amazing. It was a packed room. So I really want everybody to hurry up and get down there. This was, uh, I hope this one is going to promise to be a great show. So I want you all there. Uh, so uh, the two matches that were announced so far are the CPW Strong Will Championship a match. Uh, Chris Battle will be taking on Bobby Buffet. Also, uh, the Alley Fights champion, Steven Garcia, Sunset Steve Garcia, taking on the premier Luis Leon. So those are the two matches that were announced here um, right now, uh, we're going to keep our eyes open and anything that is announced, we will bring it here. So, and check out the social media Coliseum pro wrestling at Instagram and on Facebook. Um, so, but before we get to this interview with Hunter Tarka, I want you all to check this out. Hey, this is the one-man goldmine, the one-man enterprise of professional wrestling and all entertainment, Flynn Hendricks. And you better believe when I'm looking for a good podcast to listen to, I go to my own. I go to the I Know You Hear Me podcast hosted by me, Flynn Hendricks. That is such a fresh perspective for how you should look at life, too. Like, I just, I love that. And then when I'm feeling spooky, I go to my other podcast, Tales from the Haunt, where myself, yeah. I want my head shoved inside a 15-pound silicone mask more. You know, <laughs> I want to have a bucket of sweat coming off me at the end of the night. And just Jeff. Dogs don't lay eggs, <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Talk to other scare actors about what it takes to get into the world of scare acting. So if you're curious about how people became professional wrestlers, actors, prioritized their mental health, became entrepreneurs, avoided burnout, or got into scare acting, you need to go check out I Know You Hear Me and Tales from the Haunt, available on all podcasting platforms. And I know you hear me. Wrestling fans, promoters, wrestlers, and anyone who enjoys pro wrestling now have something New to be excited about, the Wrestling Fans International Association, the WFIA, is back. WFIA is an association that exists to promote, grow, and support professional wrestling throughout the world. Membership is free. Your membership includes a free, digital, bi-monthly publication of the Wrestling Fan News newsletter, association updates, voting privileges, and much more. Please go to... The WFIA.org, that's T-H-E-W-F-I-A.org, and become a member today. Welcome, wrestling fans, to the PWZ Podcast. I want to welcome No Mercy, Hunter Tarka, to the show. How are you today? Good, buddy. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, I'm really happy to be uh, having you here today. There's something I wanted to do for uh, quite some time, and I'm glad to finally sit down with you. Yeah, dude, this is going to be a fun one. I've uh, been uh, watching your show since I got into... Indie wrestling, you've had some really good interviews. I'm excited. 
I appreciate that. And uh, right now I just feel like uh, it's growing immensely over the last like couple months and I've got some really great stuff planned. So keep an eye out there. So, uh, and of course I'm a huge supporter of you and, and uh, your buddies there, uh, formerly known as the Battle Academy, but we're going to get into that. Uh, yeah, I, f I figured as much. <laughs> we're going to run down a little bit of the history of uh, you in the business and the, the short time you've been in the business. But uh, first, my thing is uh, the way that you got into professional wrestling and how you got interested in because everybody's got a different story. And I have, you know, the way they, they've gotten into it. And how did that happen with you? Um, I was actually introduced to wrestling a little bit later than a lot of fans and a lot of, of people, you know, in their lives. Um, I didn't start watching wrestling until I was about in high school. Like it was, a, it, you know, a lot okay. of people I know that are fans started like when they were kids, you know, watching it, you know, that kind of thing. Right. But I, it just something that, you know, I grown up, I didn't watch a whole lot of TV. So right. uh, I wasn't really introduced to anything entertainment wise till later in life now. Um, but uh, I started looking for schools because I, I was like, man, this is really cool. I'd love to do this. Uh, looking for schools when I was about 18. Uh, looked up PWA, saved up a little bit of money, went to go check it out, and PWA had closed. So I kind of put that on the back burner. And then right before COVID, I, I was about 20 years old. Um, I, I decided, you know, I was in school. You know, school wasn't really working out for me. Um, so I decided to go look up uh, a place to train. And I was uh papw went down met everybody it was really cool and then COVID hit and it was everything got shut down and um yeah so i had to wait a few months but and once the school opened back up i started training and the rest is history it was a very strange time for professional wrestling uh as a whole during that time but um you know papw had shut down for a little while but then they started running shows again and then uh, that's ultimately, I guess you could say, is uh, shortly after that, that's when you and your friends in the Battle Academy uh, made your debut or, or impact, I should say, uh, on professional wrestling. Yeah, March 27th, 21. So that oh, wow. uh, two-year anniversary is coming up. Actually, there's a show in, uh, down at PAPW on the 25th. So uh, it's kind of like my two-year anniversary show. Wow. And... Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly. I just remember you guys. Who did you nut shot? Somebody nut shot at somebody. Uh, I didn't Skyler. nut shot anybody. No, it wasn't I, you. I don't do that. That's not my mo. That's that's that was always Skyler's deal. Uh, right. They nut shotted uh, Flash Waller. That's right. That's right. Uh, it was Chris. Chris and him for at the time Flash's alley fights title. We get involved with the ref down. I think it, I think it was actually ref Bill. Yeah. And uh, Chris wins the belt. That's right. I should have looked at my video because I had I, I actually re did record that uh, myself. And that you guys went into this uh, great run, I guess you could say, teaming up with Chris and being a Battle Academy in which I was fully invested in that. I thought everything you guys were, you know, that to me was a an unexpected moment in professional wrestling. And one of the things I love about professional wrestling is the surprises. And that's what sells you in professional wrestling, gets you interested so I didn't really expect that to necessarily happen. And then right from there, I said, man, this is just awesome. And that was possibly the greatest feud that I've witnessed in Paradise Alley. Wow. Well, those are pretty kind words, man. There's been some really good feuds there. Um, 
but yeah, that was a that was a blast. Um, like you said, that kind of surprise debut. We were very fortunate to get that kind of opportunity. You know, most guys start. You know, they get a couple matches. You know, that kind of thing. We right right out the gate, we're in a feud with, at the time, the biggest stars in the company. Um, you know, and obviously you see what they're doing now too. So they've only continued to grow. But yeah, man, that was that was a really really fun time. Also. The compilation you made about the, our feud there was oh, it was excellent. I've watched that a few times. Watched that back a few times. So I think I could thank probably, you for that. Oh, you're welcome. I, I I could probably go back and and uh, add more to it. I didn't even think about that. You're you're right because I think that uh, it hadn't ended there either. I think no. when I put the video together because you guys kept going and I just had that idea. Uh, the brief history is what I did, and then uh, it kept going for a while. And I mean. That, like you said, look at what those guys are doing now. The Haven and uh, uh, Flash and Kylan, those guys are on TV and traveling basically through, all through the United States and uh, IWTV every week. The IW tape, or IWTV excuse me, tag team champions, and those are some really good guys to start off your uh, career with in the business. Yeah, working with them, uh, very exciting. Uh, obviously, it made things a lot easier for us because ever as over as they were as babies, you know, that really just got, you know, us attacking them first really, uh, really set us up to do well. But yeah, I, like you say, IWTV tag champs and about every other tag team title around, they got them all now. So I know uh, really for those guys. Man. Yeah. It's incredible. That's uh, not to shy away too much from yourself, but uh I remember seeing Flash for about a good, what, four or five years or so, and now look where the hell those him and Kylan are now. It's pretty incredible to see these local guys all over and, and getting recognized um, everywhere, basically. Yeah, I'm really happy for those guys, man. They deserve yep. it. So uh, outside of that, do you also, you know, tell me you guys had, uh, what was it, uh, Type 1 to None this past year? Yep. You guys had a falling out with your leader in Battle Academy. Uh, or I wouldn't say that that wasn't a falling out. It was actually a couple months later. But, however, yeah. uh, basically you were forced to hit um, – what the hell was the guy's name? Jesus Christ, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, with blood the title. Yeah, Bloodsaw blood with the belt. That's right, Bloodsaw. That was it because um, it was Battle and Bloodsaw's rematch, basically. Uh, and they put on an incredible match, and then you did not want to see uh, be a part of that, it seemed. And, and you didn't think it was the right thing to do, but – they made you do that. And how did you feel about that? Uh, I, I was, you know, after, because before all that, Flash and Kylan and Haven, as we were coming up, they were very helpful in our training. They were there with us, bringing right. us up. And, you know, Chris gave us the opportunity to, you know, come up with him, join his group, and, you know, do what we did. And looking back, it, there was, I would say, a good amount of guilt about a lot of that, you know, I was I'm mm -hmm. able to work things out with Flash Kai in the Haven and, you know, you know, what we did. And um, I, I'd say they forgave us for what our part in it was. But, you know, while I was doing that and working that out with them, uh, we were doing it to other people. And, you know, as just to me, it was getting old. Like, I, I didn't want to be that's that's not who I am. You know, I'm not the type of guy to hit somebody from behind or, you know, cheap shot somebody. If I got a problem with you, I'm going to look you in your eye and I'm going to tell you if it comes to a fight, it comes to a fight. But uh, so fast forward to type one to none, you know, 
I was already upset because I was supposed to be in the, the PAPW tag team title Fatal 4-Away. Right. And he replaced me with Jake, which is fine. You know, obviously I want my boy Jake to have the opportunities, but, you know, that was a match that I was announced for. Um, so I, I was prepared and excited for that. And then, you know, in the back, he's telling me how he wants me to get involved, you know, make sure that he keeps the title, you know, that kind of thing. And I, I was just, just really, really over it. I'm just, you know, I was getting fed up. And uh, it culminated to that moment with Bloodsaw. And, uh, man, that was really tough. I really had to just kind of just close my eyes and swing. And <laughs> I regret it. I said something to Bloodsaw not too, not too, uh, it was it was recently I, I said something about it to him. We talked about it, but. Right. And I believe it was what two months later, three months later. At um, I wasn't at this show, so forgive me for the disrupted. Maybe where the uh, basically the battle academy exploded entirely, and you, uh, you Jake and Lorenzo went your separate ways from uh, Chris. Yeah, yep, that's that's correct. Uh, January of this year, I want to say the twenty eighth is the exact date. Um, yeah, I I I'd actually taken a little bit of time off. There was mm -hmm. an alley fights me and Lorenzo teamed the month prior. We actually uh, lost the match, and there's a little miscommunication where Lorenzo kicked me in the face. And with everything going on, I snapped at him, um, convinced that he kicked me on purpose because not too long before that he kicked Skyler. And uh, I, just, I, you know, just seeing red. Fast forward, I come back to Paradise Disrupted. And um, decided that you know, it wasn't me that had to go. It was Chris that had to go. And we did what we did. What is it like being teamed up with, with, with those four? Jake, or three, excuse me. Jake, uh, Skyler, and Lorenzo. You guys were in the same class training. And then and what was it like? I mean, you guys have a really good uh, chemistry together, I believe. And I thought you guys, you guys quickly became one of my favorites in Paradise Alley. And actually, on the independent scene in Connecticut, I've uh, spoke very highly of you guys uh, throughout the, uh, what, two years that you guys have been around, or just about two years. So, um, like I said, the chemistry really seemed to be there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that, go ahead. That, uh, that, like you said, it, that comes with, I think I, I signed up. I started training in May of 2020. Uh, Jake was within a week of that. And then Lorenzo maybe a month after and Skylar right behind him. So we all started practically at the same time and, you know, coming up together, working on every little detail together. Um, step by step through the training process, we were, you know, basically adjoined at the hip. So right. we were molded in wrestling together. You and you team up with him outside of that company as well. You've been to Test of Strength together. You've got the, we're gonna, you've been to Coliseum and uh, have you guys been to Wrestling Open or was it one of you guys that was? We did. Me and Lorenzo yep. did a, a we had a tag match against uh, Stetson Ranch, which was Stetson and uh, BRG. Right, I thought so. What was your experience there? Because I think uh, I watch that show on a weekly basis. I think it's a phenomenal show. Uh, you know, it gives a lot of guys, uh, especially from our area, a lot of exposure on a, a major platform for independent wrestling. Yeah, that place was uh, phenomenal. Uh, unbelievably professional. Uh, yep. A lot of awesome talent in that locker room to mingle with and talk to and, and learn from. So for, right. you know, a guy is 
new in the business and as green as I am to talk to, you know, guys like that, you know, mm-hmm. throughout, you know, up and down the card. Crowbar was there, got a chance to have a, you know, quick conversation with him. That's right. Um, Devin Storm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was, you know, and, and that I, I find a lot of the similar opportunities over in Northeast where, you know, I get the chance to, I, I find myself to be very fortunate to have a chance to talk to just unbelievable talent like that. You guys have been put on some pretty big shows over there from Northeast. I mean, I'm guessing Chris brought you in, correct? Or put in, put out the word for you guys, I'm guessing. And correct. Yeah. 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 Cause he's been there. I mean, he's been there for years and years. Um, I remember when him and, and his brother were tagging over there and that's how far back. And like, I remember him, uh, so what's it like working with, I mean, Northeast is probably the biggest Indian in the Northeast, or at least out of this area. And they run uh, some of the biggest shows in Connecticut. So what is your experience there? And you, you do have a match coming up, I think, uh, was it at the end of the month here? Or uh, uh, Saturday. Six this Saturday. It, oh, wow. It'll be wow. me versus beautiful Brad Baylor this Saturday. Oh, beautiful uh, Brad. Bethany oh, Town wow. Hall. Or, yeah. Um, so uh, Northeast, uh, you know, I've been there for almost a year now, actually. Oh, wow. um, which is kind of crazy because uh, like you said, it is, if not the biggest, one of the biggest indie promotions in the area, you know, they yeah. bring in on, I've met, um, you know, guys that not only did I grow up watching and idolize, but even guys today that are, you know, just unbelievable talents on that are signed. And, you know, I get to talk to and you know, learn from those guys, you know, ranging from, I met the Hardy boys last year, you know, and and Enzo and Cass and guys like that, and just this past, uh, just yesterday, you know, I had a conversation with guys like uh, Dan Moff and Matt Taven and um, guys like that. So, um, and the crowds there are always electric, always electric. Yeah. So it's a, it's just from top to bottom, start to finish. It's a, it's a great experience. Dan Moff is a legend in the area. Like literally that guy has been, he's put on, uh, when he was in ring of honor years ago, he put on some bangers, you know, and like I said, the guy works on, uh, some of the stiffest matches I've ever seen in, in the, uh, independence, uh, even today. I mean, did you see his match against, uh, Trayvon? Yeah, I was there. I was watching that backstage. Uh, that was, I watched, I was there for both of them. Um, okay. And I was the one where he dropped the title. I was at the one where he dropped the title to uh, Trayvon Martin. Uh, that was the guy's last name. Jordan. Trayvon Sorry. Jordan. Yeah. yeah. I actually, <laughs> I actually went out to the ring during his celebration. I was actually out there. Were so, you? Uh, I, I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was. I was like in incognito. I was in like normal human clothes, not my tights. <laughs> gotcha. So. I think I had a hat on too. So, but I mean, there was a yeah. lot of chaos going on there once that happened. Yeah. That pinfall happened. So, and um, I thought it was amazing, literally, because I was with there with uh, Fogman. You know, you know him, and literally when that when that three count hit, he and I just looked at each other like we did not expect that to happen at all. <laughs> yeah, they uh, that was uh, very very unexpected, but uh, a very welcome surprise. That guy is. Yeah. Trayvon is, is phenomenal. And, you know, when I heard he got hurt not too long after winning it, I was heartbroken for him because he's, yeah. he's a wonder, he's a wonderful human being. He and, is. Uh, he deserved that as much, if not more than anybody. And uh, I hope for, I hope he heals up quick so he can get back out there and win that thing back. Yeah, absolutely. I'll uh, jump over to Coliseum pro wrestling. Now that you got, you and Lorenzo entered the tag team tournament and then, uh, uh, you guys won the titles at the end of the night, correct? 
We did. It? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We and were then, the inaugural uh, tag champs. Yeah. And then soon after, Jake replaced you in the team, and then you coming in for a singles run there. We'll get into the uh, second part of that. But what uh, what was the reasoning behind that? So a little earlier, we talked about the uh, in December when I took a little bit of time off. I didn't know when I was going to come back. Okay. Um, you know, I just had to handle uh, a lot of personal stuff. Um, it just worked out that I could come back um, to the next Paradise Alley show. Um, but I didn't know how long I was going to be gone, if I was going to miss the next Coliseum show. So I uh, I told Jake in, in my stead, so that way we wouldn't have to relinquish the titles um, and take away all the hard work Lorenzo has, has done. Um, I had Jake replace me. All right. I think, uh, Jake is a, I think Jake is, um, a guy that's, he's got a lot of charisma. That guy, he is, uh, yeah. he's good at, uh, riling up the crowd. Uh, as a heel, he was very good at riling up the crowd. And now as a baby face, I think it's, it's, uh, it's delivering quite well. I think he's, he's, uh, he's working both parts. He's very good at what he does. Yeah. He's, uh, he's something else, ain't he? <laughs> Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a character. He definitely is. He has me dying <laughs> half the time when he's uh, when he's out there, if, whether he's talking shit or what have you. I would be dying laughing because it's I get it, you know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. traveling with him, uh, it, he's like that, twenty four seven, three sixty five. That's just him, man. <laughs> and when I'm out there, I'm generally not laughing because I'm in the zone. But like we're when we're on the road. Nobody makes me laugh like that guy. That guy is an absolute riot. Yeah. Uh, so actually, when you said that you were away for a little bit, you came back uh, with the last month, I think, Coliseum ran their first show of the year. And there was a nice surprise at the end of the night. You came in and won the Coliseum Pro heavyweight title. Sure did. Not as a, not as a match that was announced, but you put out a challenge to champ then-champion Lucas Chase. I thought that this was uh, this was an amazing part. This was put uh, this show, mind you, is probably the fa my favorite show that Coliseum had put on. It was top to bottom, just a really good show. And then this added extra to that, which I thought was amazing. And that place, that room, went freaking crazy when you hit that three count. It really did. Yeah, that uh, probably the top moment in my career to date. Uh, yeah, when that title there. Uh, you know, I, I had a lot of family in the crowd. That wasn't something that I, I you know, I anticipated doing. I had watched that match from the back. There's only those little, you know, kind of peeking through the curtain. Yep. Uh, I mean, Lucas Chase and Ray Pittman was the scheduled main event and they tore it down, had a great match. Uh, I was still dressed because, um, because I'd just been out with Jake and Lorenzo. They just defended the titles against hustle and muscle. And, uh, I go sit down, I'm taking the tape off and, I'm kind of half listening to what Lucas is saying. And he goes, uh, he said something along the lines of, man, that was easy. I could go again. You know, this, this locker room doesn't have anything on me, you know, yada, yada, his whole thing. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, my match was first. I'm feeling pretty fresh. I could probably go again. To, I could probably go again too. So I looked around, looked at myself, picked myself up and ran right out and said, you know what, let's go. You want to go again? So do I put that thing on the line. Let's get to business. And we had a quick little match. And I got, uh, I was a better man that time. So this is your first singles title and you base and you defeated Lucas chase, who 
this is a guy that's been on AEW TV. This guy has been uh, trained under somebody like Dustin Rhodes. Uh, you've you've been in the ring with him prior to this, right? Uh, never one on one. Never one on one. We've been and and the, the tag matches that we've been a part of together were like eight man. So okay. my interaction with him in the ring uh, was very very minimal. Right. So what was it like uh, defeating someone uh, of this, uh, I, I guess, caliber? Crazy, crazy, yeah. man. Like you said, that dude's, he's, he's been every, he's going all over the place, you yeah. know, trained by Dustin Rhodes. I mean, you said it, the guy's, you know, one of the top guys in not only New England, but, you know, branching out into the United yeah. States. Um, yeah. Somebody who, I, you know, in my opinion, will be, you know, has the potential to be signed here in the near future. Like he's a phenomenal, phenomenal talent and uh, be able to get one on him is a uh, words. You can't really describe that feeling. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to keep uh, doing the praises of someone like Lucas chase, but he is, like you said, uh, I think he's TV ready. He's been one of my favorites in the area for quite some time. The guy puts on, has like an old school persona. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When it comes to professional wrestling and putting on that old school style, uh, uh, of feel. Yeah, no, I gave him all that praise. He can't be a scumbag, but you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a hell of a talent and he, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna make some waves somewhere. That's for sure. It's roughly two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago? A week ago. Well, you took him uh, part in the big gym Memorial show you came in as a as part of the tournament to enter the battle royal you didn't make it all the way to the uh to the final obviously you didn't make it you weren't the winner of the battle royal pardon me sorry no that was, was not saved for stevie legend <laughs> um well what was it like putting on basically being a part of a uh an event in tribute to someone that was very important to paradise alley big jim anderson uh and you know he was very close with mario and roma and so uh, did you know Jim at all? And what was this like being part of this event? Uh, I did know Jim. Um, he actually took me a lot under his wing when I had first started. Um, I, when I came in, I was roughly 200 or so pounds. You know, I wasn't a huge guy. Um, and he, you know, he saw me bump around a little bit. And he actually pulled me aside and uh, helped. Uh, design a good workout and a you know I, general idea for a diet to help build up uh, my physique um, which and that was like the first day I met him mm -hmm. you know I'd hardly known him and this is what he's doing for me so you know he, him and I became uh, fairly close over that uh, the short short time that I got to know him um, and when I first debuted he was injured and, my, and he actually sat in the crowd and uh he was sitting behind my mom and my mom was a nervous wreck and, and he did a lot to help uh, calm her nerves. And that meant the world to me. Um, but uh, when it comes to the show, um, I wasn't actually scheduled. I wasn't actually booked to be on the show originally. Um, I kind of, it's, it was relatively close to where I live. So I stopped by to say hello. You know, I wanted to watch the big gym Memorial and uh, somebody had backed out and I got thrown into the mix and, uh, you know, getting to compete 
for a cup in his honor was uh, very special to me because of how special he was as a person to me. And uh, there isn't a day where I get in the ring where I don't think about him. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a lot of wrestling in the area now, especially anytime like a Paradise Alley show happens where he was a very important part of that brand. You know what I mean? We all we all think of him. You know what I mean? That uh, the shows are not the same without him there, whether he's clotheslining Zachariah Gibbs head off or whatnot. That's my last memory of his match. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, where he almost uh, killed him. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God he got rid of Zachariah for a little while. But, right. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was he was special, man. There was no other word for him. Uh, he's greatly, greatly missed. Absolutely. I want to ask you about your two, uh, I guess you say, teachers, guys that have trained you, Mario Mancini and Paul Roma. Um what is it like working with these guys from TV, you know, or from the, you know, guys that have been on TV in the WWF and Paul with a WCW and whatnot? Uh, what's it like training under these guys? Because I, I understand that Paul can be a pretty serious trainer at times, and Mario teaches a lot of the old school um, aesthetics and stuff like that. So, yeah, Mario is very much the the fundamentals of wrestling and and how to how to behave in the business, you know. Um, yeah, and psychology and that kind of thing, uh, and Paul is is more of the uh, drill instructor of the two. He's, right. Uh, you know, if you mess it up, it's you know go over there and do you know a hundred squats or whatever. Wow. So you have to graduate to get you have to graduate to to get to uh, to Paul uh, okay. from Mario. But uh, no, they're both incredible teachers. Um, they've both done so much for me and other guys and, and gals that have come out of paradise alley and um, you know there's 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 places closer and there's other great training facilities but and i'm sure glad i went to this one because you know their their knowledge and for the business and you know their their level of love for the students you know that they show is you know it's it's through the roof it's through the roof yeah so you said uh, earlier that you got into professional wrestling i guess later in your 20s you said uh i started i started training when i was 20 uh i i started watching as a fan when i was about 13 or 14. okay what influenced you or what what did you first discover as far as like watching at that time period the first thing i remember watching was the raw where the rock came out and revealed the new title that was the first. That was the first memory I have of watching wrestling. Okay. Um, and then it led to the setup of eventually of Undertaker and Punk, and I remember being really into that feud. And then obviously the second Rock Cena and that kind of thing. So mostly, most basically just like WWE, right? That kind of thing. Like, Raw, SmackDown. You weren't aware of like independent wrestling or anything like that prior to. No, uh, no, I wasn't that at all. I, I, I didn't. I thought it was kind of like a thing where you train, you get ready, and then you know you go for a tryout. And it wasn't until I was, you know, in, you know, late in high school, if not already graduated high school, before I realized, oh, there's schools that run shows, you know, and I can practice that way and, and get work my way up the ranks, you know. Right. When you uh, 
so you're really relatively new to independent wrestling as a whole basically yeah yeah relatively yeah. new uh so. like i said just a couple of years before i even started you know i didn't even know that it really even existed so do you uh do you pay attention to a lot of the stuff that goes on outside of uh i guess the majors these days uh i, I try to uh yeah. honestly I, I don't even really follow that much of the majors right. um, personally i'm it's not because i don't like it it's not because you know i'm just i just run a lifestyle where i'm not really able to watch you know like like i, uh, I work on a farm so i'm doing that basically right. sun up to sundown uh i come home i either go to the gym or work out or um or i go to training or whatever so most of my wrestling consumption is you know what i see scrolling through instagram or facebook or that kind of thing so i try to keep up um you know with everything but it's hard just in my life right now to sit down and watch you know a three hours of raw or two hours smackdown um, just where i'm at it's very time consuming to sit down and watch something like monday night raw these days at three hours right yeah three hours a long time <laughs> I know I've made I made the, this joke here several times uh, on this show, but I end up trying when I when I do watch it, I start about a half hour to forty five minutes in, and I just fast forward through all the stuff that I don't necessarily want to see, and it ends up usually being about a twenty minute program after <laughs> that's how much I fast forward through because it's gotten to the thing. I mean, you know, I'm a bit older. I've been watching wrestling for close to forty years now, uh, probably if not more, but um, and there's a just Today, there's a lot of professional wrestling out there. Now, more than there ever was when I was a kid. Everybody's on a streaming service, all these other companies. And uh, not even, you know. And then there's just a ton on cable as well. I can't keep up with everything, so I try to watch what I can or watch what I prefer. And then, of course, you know, I try to keep up on as much local independent stuff as I possibly can, go to as many shows as I possibly can, but, you know, I'm not always able to. So it's just... It's just uh, there's so much wrestling; it's hard to consume it all. For sure, for sure, and uh, you know that's another part of it. Like you said, is you know, like I follow all the majors. I follow yeah. a lot of independent things on Instagram, and I you know scroll through for whatever time I I spend on social media, and you know, I try and consume as much as I can. But stop, stop. There's the like yeah. you said. There's just so much. It's just it's which is kind of cool to see that wrestling yeah. is booming that much that it's everywhere. But yeah. you know, at the same time, it's hard to keep up. When I was a kid, there was basically like five or six promotions I was able to watch. There was WWF, there was NWA, there was uh, AWA, World Class, and this is all just on regular cable television. But now, there's with the advent of uh, of uh, what's it called streaming services and and uh, whatnot, everybody is basically able to watch anything. So there's, it just adds to all that stuff. It's just, it's kind of wild to think about. Yeah, man. Wrestling's everywhere. It's everywhere you look now. And it's, and I love it. I love it. I love seeing Me too. I love the business of professional wrestling. I think sometimes my wife might think I'm a little bit crazy because I sit there and I'll bring up stuff and she'll look at me like, what the hell are you talking about? Never mind. You know, she doesn't get it. She thinks I spend too much time doing this stuff, but she don't, I don't think she understands that there's like a, you have to be kind of a special person, not a special, but the, like a different person to be able to tolerate that much professional wrestling. 
Yeah, there's a certain level of passion that goes into wrestling that probably doesn't go into a lot of other sports. You know, yes. when you watch like things like baseball is coming up. You know, mm-hmm. Most people just watch their MLB team. Yep. You know, a lot of people don't watch the minors or, you know, go and watch, you know, games from, you know, out in Europe or Asia or wherever. Right. You know, wrestling fans, you know, will watch Raw Monday and, you know, tune into, you know, rewatch Dark or, you know, Wednesday's Dynamite, you know, Friday's SmackDown and uh, Rampage. And, you know, that's just the main two. You know, there's, like you said, countless other promotions just on demand that we can just sit there and watch all day you could basically i think there's something like 20 something hours of regular television programming on cable between maybe even 30 excuse me between you know wwe their two programs and then impact and then dynamite and, and rampage and whatever else i'm not mentioning but it's it's pretty wild to think about you know do you um who do you think in the area who do you uh Think in the area is just really awesome than going on and just uh, basically going to be a star here in the independent professional wrestling. Who do you prefer watching here in our area? I think I worded that wrong. Are we, talking, are we talking like up and comer or a guy that's like on the cusp of making and maybe getting signed? Like, what do you mean? Why don't we go with the uh, the first one first and then you can go back to the uh, up, up and, and comer. comer? Yeah. Up and comer. Um, you know, we got some really talented up and comers that are just getting started over at Paradise Alley. And you know, we got Maine Marbury, who is unbelievably athletic. Uh, I've seen him really a couple talented. times. I, I think he's really good for, oh, he's only been in the business a couple months. Yeah, he's only, you know, just started getting on shows. And, you know, I, yeah. uh, I actually, I think I was his first match. He was at a Taco Fest. Okay. And I, I remember actually having a blast with that. Like he was and sitting there thinking, well, Oh, we were doing that like, wow, you know, this kid's, you know, especially for how green he is, you know, even greener than me, you know, uh, I was like, wow, this guy's like really athletic, you know, this guy's yeah, be one to watch. Uh, Kevin Kidd um, was another one. Um, you know, those are two main guys that are just getting started out of Paradise Alley. I think they were both, they both done Coliseum as well. Yes. Uh, uh, the last both, show, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Both did phenomenal jobs at that. Um, you know, over at TOS, I, I really enjoy guys like uh, Mark Alexander. You know, guy like that. He's he's really good. I really enjoy his his stuff. And man, just sitting here, I, I could sit here and talk to you for hours about you know guys like that. You know, and then there's the you know guys that are more established. You know, you know Flash, Kylan King, The Haven, uh, Lucas Chase. The, you know, guys like that that are just unbelievable. Uh, don't forget like said, uh, go here for hours and talk about that kind of thing don't forget about it- ichiban as well you know you mentioned all those guys and, yeah, and that guy man. is uh that guy is killing it i think every time i see that yeah. guy that match that he had with red sawyer just a couple weeks ago in uh, tough and talented went all over the uh, arena uh and i just thought it was um it was just very awesome it really was yeah, dude, Ichiban, you know, like I said, I'd go for hours. I could probably do one hour by itself about Ichiban, you know. He's uh, he's incredible. I'd love to be in the ring with him one day. I think that would be a lot of fun. But, yeah, man, he's he's crazy, man. He's he's unbelievably talented. Very athletic. Uh, yeah, Unbelievably like athletic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a joy to watch and be around. Yeah, he's done some incredible – I mean, he whistled, I believe uh, – 
The last test of strength show I went was the Waterbury, I think, last year, and he wrestled the, I think he wrestled the VSK, if I remember correctly. And uh, it was the opening match, and it just, it was literally went about 20 minutes, and it was just an incredible match. And then they put him on a show with, or in a match against freaking uh, Low Key, which, you know, it's Low Key. The guy's a legend, yeah. you know, so, and that match in itself was also incredible. Yeah, he's got a list of, list of bangers, you know. <laughs> It just doesn't seem to – that's not going to stop anytime soon. So, Do you have any dream matches that you would uh, love to be a part of? Well, one match that's on the top of my head right away that I'd like to do is me versus Chris Battle. I would that's love to I'd see like that. To... That's probably – I would assume at some point this is going to happen. Uh, I would – yeah, I, I would love to have that happen. I think that's the only way we can really settle what's going on between us. Um other dream matches, and we talked about Ichiban. Um, I'd love to go one on one with Kylan King. Um, those are, you know, some of the independent guys. I'd like to have a full match with Lucas Chase. That's the only complaint I have about that match is it was too short. I wish we would want a little longer. Um, but uh, uh, off the top of my head, and you know, there's just like I said, I'm countless guys. I'm definitely going to leave somebody out. But you know, with Kylan King, Flash Waller, I'd like to go one on one with him again. Um, dude, I'm blanking. This is terrible. But, That's all right. Uh, There's a lot of guys. Connecticut is really hot right now. There's a lot of it's, uh, it's packed full of guys. It's packed and, full. And we have, I think, more independent promotions out of Connecticut than I think we've ever had. There's Paradise Alley. There's Coliseum. There's Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Um, I know I'm missing one. Uh, Test of Strength. There's one more, but I drawn a blank. I don't really consider Northeast a Connecticut uh, uh, promotion, even though they run the majority of their shows here, I believe. Uh, so what's your experience and what do you feel about uh, all these uh, companies running here in Connecticut? I think that makes Connecticut even hotter and bigger and gives uh, there's a lot of network that could be happening here in the world of prof in, in, in Connecticut professional wrestling, basically. Yeah, man, it's uh it's, you know, Connecticut has, has become kind of a hot spot. You know, there's yeah. just so much going on here. Um, and all of it being under the shadow of, of the big building down, you know, in the southern part of the state, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, like you said, Coliseum, Paradise Alley, Test of Strength is uh, tough and talented. You know, you just keep going and going and going. You know, all those places put on phenomenal shows. And, Man. Yeah, it's I mean, just, it's, it's, it's almost overwhelming, you know, how much we got in Connecticut, you know, it is. It's the only thing that uh, bothers me is when some of these companies end up running shows on the same day as each other, because then I can't, you know, then I got to choose. And I'll be honest with you, I choose the one that's closest to my home <laughs> because it's a shorter ride. And that would be Paradise Alley, to be honest with you, because that runs. I'm living. I used to be about 15 minutes away from there. Now I'm about 25 because uh, we've moved uh, last fall. But uh, it's still, you know, a, a shorter ride than if I'm going to was a West Hartford test for test of strength or, or whatnot. What Waterbury is even further. It's about a 40 minute drive from, from where I am in uh, Wallingford. So, mm -hmm. but it's an incredible, I think we have more wrestling in Connecticut than we've had in over 25 years. This is, this is Connecticut has a huge history. New England has a huge history. Uh, and it's just Connecticut's 
just a huge uh, part of that at this particular time. We're making history here in Connecticut. You know, I couldn't have said it better myself, dude. Like this is uh this has been a great place to start my career. Yeah. You know, just because yeah. just the le- the amount of opportunity seemingly endless. Yeah. Uh so what do we have in store for Mr. Hunker, uh, Hunter Tarka? Um got two more dates this month. Um obviously we brought it up on me one on one with beautiful Brad Baylor over at Northeast this Saturday. Uh, Bethany Town Hall, um, and then I will be Paradise Alley is running their next show, March twenty fifth. Um, my match has not been announced yet, so uh, we'll hopefully know that sooner than later. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what I got in the immediate future. A couple more Northeast shows the following month. Going to try and expand out. Yeah, over this next year. Um, trying to get to i've done i haven't done a show in rhode island yet so i'm trying to look out there trying to finish out new england and move west that's uh that's incredible i mean there's a there's a lot of really good wrestling out in rhode island as well yeah so So, uh, hoping to get an opportunity out there yeah um i guess that's it um so how can people find no mercy so on facebook just hunter tarka uh, on Twitter and Instagram is at the Hunter Tarka, all lowercase. And that's all I got for now. I ain't got no, I know YouTube, none of that stuff. I don't know how to work. You should put it on the, you should, uh, you should definitely form a YouTube and try to get, uh, you know, get your stuff out there. I got a ton of matches yeah. sitting on my, uh, and my, uh, my drive. I could send your way. So I, I would love that. I also just bought this bad boy here. There you go. to start filming stuff so hopefully we can get this you know wear this one out you know with matches yeah i mean how important do you think that uh things like social media and uh uh what's that thing called youtube are important to guys like such as yourself in independent wrestling i'd say it's pretty important you know yeah. it it, it kind of almost puts a number on how big your following is you know right. how, you know uh and you know it's self-advertisement you know, yeah. I don't gotta, you know, I can promote myself freely there with no limitation. So yeah, you know, that it all it can do is help. Yeah, it's uh yeah, that's that's absolutely true. I know some guys that just don't seem to. I don't know if they don't know how, or they just not fully invested in putting that work out there, such as uh, you know posting on social media. And that's one thing that I find it's a free advertisement. All you have to do is click that share button or you just have to upload a video or cut a promo. Exact, you know, it doesn't cost any money and you're going to bring in extra people to the show. Uh, which just seems to be a fault a lot of times in uh, uh, independent wrestling, which is kind of aggravating at a time because I, I love supporting independent professional wrestling. And it's to me, it's it's fun. It's the backbone of the industry. Uh, I click the share button for a lot of stuff, especially in our area. And I love it, but it seems like sometimes I'm not just gearing this at anybody in particular. I'm just saying <laughs> that it's it's the it could be a problem in, in wrestling in general. Yeah, and I find myself guilty of that sometimes. I find myself doing that. I, so that's part of the reason I bought this thing here. I'm hoping to get better at it, but like I said, yeah, I mean, you know, I not you. only with not not only with uh, 
wrestling and everything, but technology is not my strong suit. I'm kind of an old soul that way. I didn't really get a whole, a whole lot of exposure to that stuff growing up. So, uh, did you grow I'm up? Still kind of learning. Did you grow up on said farm? I did not. However, <laughs> my family was not much into electronics. It was uh, go outside and we'll talk to you. Uh, we'll be in time for dinner, kind of thing. Uh, so I, it wasn't. I didn't. I don't think I even started playing video games till I was in high school. I didn't. I didn't know how to work the controller. I didn't know anything. So I was really behind the eight ball. I did grow up on a farm or old farm land, I should say. And my parents, yeah, oh yeah. And uh, you know, Woodbridge, Connecticut, I, there was an old farm out there that we grew up on and it's pumpkin patches and corn and all that stuff. And we were forced to go play outside and mind you, I hated it as a kid. I just wanted to sit inside in the air conditioning. And <laughs> <laughs> well, we went to the ball field. We played baseball and all that. There you go. You know, so it was a lot of fun. It was also a lot lighter and thinner at that time period in my life. So, yeah, I was the same way. Same way. So, so uh, yeah, I was outside. I enjoyed it. That was, you know, that was all I knew as a kid. So, yeah, um, it was, you know, we had our fun and everything worked out. Yep. Yep. Well, Hunter, I want to say thank you very much for joining in here today. Uh, of course, you're going to have to come back one of these days soon as we're going to. As this show progresses and as your career progresses, I'd love to have you back. Absolutely, man. This was a blast. Thanks for having me. Wrestling fans, promoters, wrestlers, and anyone who enjoys pro wrestling now have something new to be excited about. The Wrestling Fans International Association, the WFIA, is back. WFIA is an association that exists to promote, grow, and support professional wrestling throughout the world. Membership is free. Your membership includes a free digital bi-monthly publication of the Wrestling Fan News Newsletter, association updates, voting privileges, and much more. Please go to thewfia.org, that's T-H-E-W-F-I-A.org, and become a member today.